Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. <laughs> Stop the internet. Ooh. I am your dead host, Kelly. And I am your ghostly host, Trisha. It is spooky season. Um, okay, let's be real. We're actually alive. <laughs> Psych. I was telling Trisha that nothing represents my humor more than sitting in the studio doing a normal task like recording while dressed up as ghosts. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Where did we get these outfits, you may ask? We got them at a boutique. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Let's start off this spooky season episode with a lighthearted joke. Trish, what room in a house does a ghost never need? (laughs) I don't know. What room in a house does a ghost never need? A living room. Oh. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, my God. We're actually alive. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my ghost bit. I thought it was hilarious. It was. And whoever doesn't enjoy it just just doesn't get it. Yeah. You probably have a really bad sense of humor, and Mm -hmm. that's on you. One more ghost joke. How does a ghost unlock a door? See, I'm like thinking that I can actually answer these right, but I can't. I I don't know. (laughs) With a spooky... A key to open oh. the door. A spooky. <laughs> a spooky. <laughs> spooky. This is peak humor over here. <laughs> it's spooky season. It's October. We're getting in the mood. We're talking about ghost stories today. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. I think I go back and forth, and right now I do. <laughs> I think so, too. I think I also go back and forth, and I definitely am skeptical. When I was younger, I believed anything anyone would tell me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, okay, the human brain plays tricks on us a lot. Well, when we were younger, we were obsessed with sharing ghost stories between, like, all of our cousins. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was all we were into. We would sit for hours and just talk about something we heard, like, some dumb story we heard, and we'd all be, like, freaking out about it. Yeah. (laughs) We were probably making half of them up anyway. I feel like you've had real ghost stories. A few little paranormal experiences. Yeah. I remember there's one. I saw you, like, the next day, but I was, like, sleeping in my room. My desk is, like, right next to my bed, and there's this, like, old antique chair for my desk that my mom got at an antique store when she was, like, in her 20s. I had a dream that there was, like, this guy under my bed, and I was, like, talking to him, but I couldn't see him. Like, I felt like I was awake in my room, but it was actually a dream and then I like did wake up and the chair was like turned and like facing my bed so that was a little creepy I don't know like how it would have turned my floor is carpeting so it's kind of like hard to move stuff smoothly without using much muscle like you kind of have to right like it wouldn't have been able to move on carpet by itself yeah or just like me in my sleep like bumping it it wouldn't have moved that much or you know like that was weird and apparently the same night my sister in the room next to me had like this weird dream she claims that she she has like sleep paralysis from time to time. Yeah. And she said that she was having a dream that there was like this guy in like a top hat standing at the end of her bed and he was just like watching her. And we were like, okay. On the same night. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I think we yeah, should yeah. just jump right into it. Okay. So I think there's one that I think is the scariest. Do you think I should say it first or last? Ooh. I feel like maybe end on it because then yeah, the could. other ones won't seem as exciting. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. So the scariest story will be last. So you guys have to Ooh. keep listening to the whole podcast <laughs> yeah
One time, I ran out of gas in a residential neighborhood, so I glide as far as I can, and I end up parked outside of a house. I'm thinking, all I can do is call AAA or maybe walk to a gas station. Just then, a young woman pulls up into the driveway where I'm parked. I'd gotten out of my car, and she sees me standing by the curb looking flustered. She asks if I need help. I tell her I ran out of gas. She looks at me like she'd seen a ghost. After an awkward pause, she offers to run to the gas station and fill up the little canister I had. I figured she's just being awkward because I'm a dude and it's getting dark. I don't offer to go with her. She gets back about 10 minutes later, hands me the canister. I say thanks, and then she goes, want to know something weird? I say, of course. She goes, well... Today, when I was at work, I got this super weird call. I guess it was a prank, but the guy on the other end just kept repeating, have you ever ran out of gas? Have you ever ran out of gas? Have you ever run out of gas? Ew. When I ran out of gas, her house was the one I happened to land in front of. That same day, she had gotten that call. No wonder she was acting like she was worried I would kill her. We kind of chuckled like, yeah, weird. (laughs) Both speechless. I still get chills thinking about it. I got the chills reading that. Yeah, me too. That's so weird. Ooh, that's creepy. The top comment was, damn, it's not often you get to hear a ghost story from the ghost perspective. Isn't that so weird? Like, wait, not necessarily true, but what if either OP or the woman was a ghost? And what if OP was the ghost? I was expecting that she was going to say, like, do you want to hear something weird? When you pulled up, there was someone in the car oh, next yeah. to you, and then you got out, and, like, they disappeared, and, like, that's why she gave a weird look. Like, that's yeah. what I was expecting, which is equally as creepy. I hate creepy phone calls. I don't know why. They, like, really get to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it can happen to anyone. So weird. When I was gathering all the stories for today's episode, our home phone rang, and no. nobody uses it. It's just there because they claim that it's cheaper to have a home phone or, you mm-hmm. know. I was like, I feel like I have to answer it. I would never typically touch it. And normally it's just white noise to me. Mm -hmm. But when I was reading all these stories, I was like, I have to answer. And of course, it was just a stupid spam call. But I was Mm -hmm. like, what if it was something? Yeah, (laughs) not as climactic as this one. My great-grandmother lived in an assisted care facility for Catholics that was run by a group of monks. Before she passed, she told my mom, when I get home, I will call you and let you know that I'm safe. We didn't think anything of it at the time and thought her mind was just going at the end. When she passed, about 60 seconds after, her phone rang. My mom picked it up and just heard this weird static noise that she couldn't describe before the line went dead. My mom to this day believes that her grandma called her from the other side to let her know that she was okay. That's a little wholesome. That is wholesome. (laughs) Still insanely weird. Yes. Someone said, after my mom died, I had a couple dreams where she would call me. I would answer and only hear static. Total chills hearing that story. I completely believe the dead can contact the living. Interesting. That's such a poetic way to say that. Yeah. I believe the dead can contact the living. Yeah, that is. That is so scary. That's like one of those things where... It's someone that you love dies. Hearing from them or getting these signs Mm -hmm. should be comforting, but it's actually so scary. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if that was you? What, who died? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Who got the sign? Dying would also be crazy, though. (laughs) I could not imagine. (laughs) Um... Yeah. Yeah, I think I would be a little creeped out. I would be so scared. Because they're standing right next to her body, which is, like, a little off-putting. Yeah. I've had my fair share of that as a nurse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Has anything crazy ever happened to you as a nurse when you were in the room with someone dying? Um, no, actually. That's disappointing, but... <laughs> okay, that's yeah. kind of comforting to me. I don't know. Yeah. If any of my loved ones die, just please don't call me. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay without that. Only come if I ask you to. This incident occurred when my daughter was three. My brother had had a son that passed away before my daughter was born. One day, as we were driving near where my brother had lived, my daughter pointed straight at the house and got all excited, saying... That's where cousin lives. That's where cousin lives. He had been dead four years and she had never been to that house before. This is all too common in children. Yes. I feel like we've all had experiences like this. Yeah. Well, maybe not all of us. People in our family have. Yeah. So weird. You used to like say stuff as a child. Apparently Apparently I said stuff like this too. And my mom was like, how would she know that? Yeah. I guess I'm psychic. I don't know. I feel like there's stuff all over the place on TikTok about kids alluding to their past lives yes i always go down a rabbit hole of those videos and then i get to one and it's just like so unrealistic that then it like stops my yeah. my search <laughs> but they are like some of them are really crazy do you remember any there were a few that like were viral because like their past lives were supposed to be from like famous people like i think there oh. was like a famous golfer who passed so the kid couldn't have known like what that person's life was all about and like what happened and stuff but it was very easy for people to like fact checked because like they were a famous person yeah they could say like what happened in this span of time like in their life like in these 10 years like this 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 happened and the kid could say specifics related to that so it was interesting that's so weird yeah yeah just weird i don't know i am so skeptical when it comes to things like that because yeah there's no way the kid would know that but what if when he was a baby there was a documentary on espn (laughs) and he was in the room and his subconscious memory remembered all of it Mm -hmm. and he was repeating it back. The human brain is crazy. It is. I think that's why I don't believe a lot of stories because I know that my brain plays tricks on me mm-hmm. and then when people are like I saw a shadowy figure in the corner of my room I see that all the time it's just a shadow mm-hmm. maybe it's not maybe <laughs> I'm also being visited by ghosts but I don't know I think the human brain is way more powerful than many people give it credit for and I think it's more likely that people are creating false scenarios yeah I don't know I have extremely vivid dreams to the point where I will have conversations in my dream and then I'll wake up and I don't know if that was a dream or not or there will be memories that I had that are getting foggy and then they're mixing with a very realistic dream and I can't tell if it's a dream Mm -hmm. or not can't remember if it's a dream or not and it's very possible that all of it was a dream yeah and the human brain is I mean we know a lot about it but I feel like there's even more that we don't know about it yeah I took some neuroscience classes in college and And I remember learning about this one concept and it was like light bulb memories, I think is what it was called. And people who go through like traumatic or big events remember that very clearly, or at least they feel like they remember it very clearly. Yeah. And I think it was like the 10 year anniversary of 9-11. They were interviewing witnesses who were there and some of their memories weren't matching up to what actually happened. Wow. And it's like you would think like something like that, you would remember every detail. But yeah, your mind can like play tricks on you and mix up memories and stuff very easily. Totally. It's always weird too when I think it's a common occurrence that every time you tell a story over years and years, you kind of tell it 
a little bit differently until you craft it into a better story. Yeah. And it's subconscious. This is a little side tangent, but I remember reading an article in Surfing Magazine, actually, and it was about (laughs) how when people go surfing at these crazy waves, they come home and tell these insane stories about Mm. the locals that did this and the waves and you wouldn't believe it. The thesis of the article was that in theory, the actual truth doesn't matter. So continue to tell the story in the best way possible. That's true. Because it's just a story at this point. And it's just for entertainment. It's not like someone's life depends on the exact details of the Mm -hmm. story. I think that also can be true with ghost stories. If you're just telling ghost stories with your friends and you want to believe it for entertainment during October... Right. It makes sense. Yeah. It just leads yeah. me to be skeptical sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be in the in the ghost mode. In the spooky mood. For today, I think. Yeah. In the middle of the day, my great-grandmother appeared in my room. She told me that she loved me and that my dad was going to need a lot of help because she was gone. I don't remember the whole conversation because it was over 40 years ago, but we talked for a while. My dad popped his head in my room to ask who I was talking to and she was gone. I told him... He chuckled thinking I was pretending. Five minutes later, he got the call from his uncle that grandmom had passed away about a half hour ago. When he calmed down, he remembered our conversation and sort of freaked out. And they said that her full figure was sitting there in a rocking chair and it just appeared. And that they, is so scary. That is, yeah, they didn't question anything. Like, I I guess the little kid didn't at the time. Oh, because they were like a little kid. Okay. That's right. They said it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense because I'm like, anyone would be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. An adult, if your grandmother just appears Appear in a rocking chair. With a rocking chair. Like, yeah. How'd you get that here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so scary. That's scary. That's eerie. That makes me think of... Have you ever seen The Conjuring? No. I'm, like, afraid to talk about certain things because I'm like, what if, like, the ghosts hear me and then they, like, come after me? <laughs> Like, literally lock me up. I need to (laughs) be put away. But there's a scene in The Conjuring. There's, like, a little girl. I think it's the Warrens' daughter. The Warrens are, like, uh, this couple from Connecticut. They're real-life people, and they do, like, paranormal work. But their daughter wakes up in the middle of the night, and she, like, walks downstairs, and there's, like, this creepy old lady, like, rocking in a rocking chair, but you can only see her from behind. And, like, yeah, it's terrifying, and it's, like, dark, and she's, like, kind of, like, mumbling, and it's just, like, everything you would never want to (laughs) see. That is so scary. Just another one of those things that should be comforting, but, well, that's not. But if you were to see your actual grandmother, and I guess as a kid, you're right, you wouldn't really question it. Could you imagine, though, if your kid said that to you? That's another thing on, like, TikTok where parents will post stuff, and they're like, my kid just said this to me, and everyone's, like, commenting, like, ah. (laughs) Throw them out. Yeah. (laughs) Try again. (laughs) Ew, that one just gave me the chills. I don't. Yeah. I don't like that. When I was about five or seven, my family was having a small gathering with a few family friends and close family. My grandfather's apartment had a walk-in pantry, and in that walk-in pantry, there was a window. I leaned out the window and saw a little boy playing in the sandbox. He was playing with a wooden truck. My grandfather was a craftsman, so he made toys sometimes out of spare supplies. I guess my mom caught me staring and came over to see what I was looking at. 
She looked out the window in the direction I was looking and asked me what I was looking at. I told her the little boy in the sandbox. She asked me to explain what he looked like because she couldn't see him well, and I explained to her that he had a blue and white striped shirt on with overalls and his hair was sandy blonde. I asked if I could go out and play with him, and my mom told me to go wait in the living room. She came out five minutes later and told me that dinner was about to be served and that I could play with him tomorrow. I agreed and never saw the kid again. It turned out that I had explained to a T the dead child of a family friend in that group who had died five or six years before by a car accident. The woman had started crying and that's why I was sent out. I just got the chills again. Ew. But not ew. But they're among us. Yeah. Why can kids see them and we can't? And I also wonder about dogs. I feel like animals can see them too but like we'll never know. Yeah. I just remembered a personal story. So my uncle had passed away when I was in high school and he had a granddaughter, technically a step granddaughter, but she lived with them and whatever. So after he passed away, my aunt and her granddaughter were in my aunt's bedroom where my uncle and my aunt used to sleep every night. The granddaughter was talking. My aunt's like, who are you talking to? And she goes, pop pop. He's sitting in the bed next to you. I hate that's like a personal story. I know. Why would you make that up? No, yeah. I would shit myself. But maybe I would be happy. Yeah, right. I know. I think like if it's a loved one, they don't have bad intent towards you. Yeah. So, And I guess it's possible that it was just her imagination, but I remember that she was so young, she didn't understand the concept of death at the time. In her mind, he just wasn't home at that time. Mm-hmm. So there wouldn't really be a reason for you to imagine someone that's just out at the store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it hadn't been enough time that she would really know that he was gone. Right. My cousins have a personal story too, and it's my other side of my family, but my uncle passed passed as well when I was in high school and his oldest son got married after he passed and then had a kid a few years after my uncle had passed so the baby never knew my uncle like his grandfather right and I don't know the exact details but I think that his mom heard him on his baby monitor like (gasps) talking like during a nap and she goes upstairs and she's like Joey like who are you talking to and he's like oh Nani like Nani's here something like that and it was like crazy because he never met him and i mean they're italian so they used like he used the italian word for grandpa really crazy did he have another person that he called nani yeah his grandmother yeah but i think they they like showed him a picture then of my uncle and he's like yeah like (gasps) yeah yeah, like he like kind of got excited when he saw so yeah like kids are so scary (laughs) so scary and also how do you deny that right he did not know him right or know what to call him yeah that's so crazy and i think you're right like they were like okay is he thinking of like his grandma so they showed the picture of my uncle and he's like yes like that i mean he was like maybe one and a half so like baby talk like barely talking but he was in his own way he recognized my uncle that's so wild yeah Those are the things that make me believe in it. Right. Because there is truly no way. One of our cousins on our side, our uncle's dad passed away when our uncle was seven. So then obviously our uncle grew up, had a family, had kids. One of his kids started talking about his dad, talking about a card table that he used to play cards on and something about... 
I think there was one other detail about the cigarettes he smoked or cigar he smoked and then the cards together. They truly would never have told anyone that story because Mm -hmm. it was way too specific. And it was a story from when our uncle was less than seven years old. Mm -hmm. He probably didn't even remember his dad doing those things very clearly. And then his daughter started talking about that. It was one of those moments of how would you know that? Mm -hmm. And there's no other way to explain it other than grandfather came to you and showed you or told you. That's wild. That's crazy. So crazy. And you can't be like, no, like that's wrong or like you're wrong or something because she's right. Yeah. (laughs) You just have to accept it that your daughter just was contacted by someone (laughs) dead accept it (laughs) get over it In 2018, before the death of my aunt, we went to visit her. The house itself is almost 100 years old. My father's grandfather built it from the ground up, and it was one of the first houses on the street, as I've been told. My dad had lived there, too, when he was growing up. Anyway, my aunt's room was at the end of this tiny hallway, where right across the hallway was a door to the bathroom and the door to the rest of the house, across from each other. I had to use the bathroom, and just when I was finishing up washing my hands, I look up, and I see this woman in complete white. White hair, white nightgown just completely white and pale i stopped dead in my tracks and just sort of stared no one else was living with my aunt she was completely alone in her part of the house the door to the bathroom and the door to the rest of the house were open and this woman was standing in the doorway to the rest of the house with me in the bathroom so they're just facing each other across the hall My dad passed me to go see my aunt, and just as he did, this woman stepped out towards me and turned in the direction of my aunt's room and walked in. I saw my mom come in and decided to join them in my aunt's room. Walking into my aunt's room, she was completely alone. No one else was in there. The woman had just vanished. Later, I told my parents and explained to them what I saw, how the woman looked. My dad just kind of looks up at me and tells me that this was his grandmother. The woman I had seen was his grandmother. Kind of makes sense. The house is the type of house to go creak in the night. It's like the same story. It's just so many people have it. It's yeah. just, how do you, ugh. This is so weird, but I hate stories where it's like there's hallways involved too. <laughs> I feel like bad stuff happens in hallways. <laughs> But they were like, oh, it's a tiny hallway. Like, And then... um, Also doorways. Yeah. You're just looking out a doorway and you see a woman in another doorway. Yes. Something so, so fricked about that. Yeah. Like, you know in a movie when they just show like an empty hallway or an empty doorway, like something's about to happen. Yeah. Right there. It's how, that, That's so true. Yeah. Picture anything scary. Now picture it in a doorway. Mm-hmm. Even worse. <laughs> or a hallway. I know. I feel like I have heard the classic like woman just like staring and she's in like... Oh. colonial outfit or all white or all black like yeah it's a classic but it's always creepy every time i hear it i guess that's a situation where it was fine not i don't know it's like when these things happen they're just there with you Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's more comforting or i think it's creepier when we have no idea who that is or like why she's among us yeah one day my dad looked slightly off in his mood he was always a very happy and positive-minded person he never talked about negative feelings or issues with us on that day he looked very sad he awkwardly started to talk about what me and my mother should do when he dies he explained everything in detail regarding managing finances securing his pension and even advised me on what I should study in high school my mother and I were a bit confused at his behavior and told my father that he was in very good health condition and shouldn't worry about these issues my dad was very silent and very upset that day he wasn't even 50 at the time and his health condition was very good on the same day my father died from a brain stroke 
He had no previous issues and just died suddenly. I don't get how my father was so sure he was going to die that day. I feel like he somehow found out that he was going to die. Uh, From a medical perspective, is this common? To know that you're about to have a stroke? Not from what I've seen personally. Usually, the person having the stroke doesn't even seem to be aware that they're having the stroke. Sometimes they might have a headache right beforehand, but like everyone's different, so I Mm -hmm. I can't speak for every um, stroke that has happened. But that's just what I've seen. Um, and they're, and you're just looking at them and they're like, what's going on? And yeah, they, they don't know. Wow. Yeah. For the most part. So it's very crazy. Yeah. Very unlikely that the dad would know that he was experiencing something. Yeah. Unless he just felt some like foreboding. That is so scary. Yeah. Imagine getting the feeling that you're going to die. And he was so quiet and just not acting like himself that day. Mm -hmm. It seems like he was positive about it. Yeah. Like he was like overcome with this feeling i wonder if they're religious in any way and someone told him god told him or an angel and said you're gonna come with me and this you you gotta warn your family first yeah or if it was just out of the blue and he just had a bad feeling i don't know that's really sad so sad i can't imagine knowing i'm going to die Yeah, that's such a crazy concept. Yeah. Oh my god. It is. Now that reminds me, this one patient, I I didn't have her personally, but she did become very aware that she was about to pass and she did end up passing and she was like overcome with this feeling of like doom essentially yeah it was a bad feeling mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting and I've heard stories like that before where people do all of a sudden become aware yeah. and it's like very shortly after they have this feeling they do pass what was her health condition was it something that typically would kill you yeah it was interesting though she wasn't necessarily declining from what I remember she had a condition you know she wasn't gonna ever be cured of it but she wasn't necessarily given days to live either right so wow yeah it's interesting because it's sad that she felt a sense of doom because i've heard that first responders for example i heard a story of a guy he was i guess a i think he was a firefighter and he arrived to an accident there was a person there that clearly just wasn't going to make it and he was holding the person in his arms and they were saying just like everyone else who's in an accident. Am I going to die? Am I or mm-hmm. am I going to live? Whatever. This person's like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? And he looked them in the eye and said, yes, you're going to die. And it's okay. Aww. And he said that after he said that, they just had a sense of peace come over them and just close. I have chills yeah, up and down my too. whole body right now. And they just felt at peace. And Aww. then they passed away in his arms. And he said that anytime he knew someone was going to die and they said, am I going to die after an accident? And he said, said no no you're gonna be fine the paramedics are on their way and they passed away those people were so scared and freaking Mm -hmm. out and probably very anxious and yeah probably just waiting for exactly what he was telling them was gonna happen yeah Yeah. exactly whereas wondering when it was gonna happen exactly whereas when they were told straight to their face you're gonna die they can just accept that Mm -hmm. insane either way i don't know it's so wild that's a completely different topic than ghost stories 
Mm -hmm. But it seems like sometimes they're connected. Like this dad in that story, how did he know? I wonder if he had a premonition and it came from himself or if someone or something visited him and gave him this information. Right. Not something I saw, but something I felt and heard. I was struggling to sleep one night, lying in bed, feeling weird and irritable when I felt pressure lift from my bed on my partner's side. I assumed he'd got up to go to the bathroom. I was facing the opposite way, so I didn't see him do this. A few minutes go by and I hear him come back into the room and feel him get back into bed. Nothing strange about that. Lying there, still frustrated, same thing happens again. A lift of pressure, some rustling sounds like a person trying to navigate in a dark room an absence of sound for a few moments, and then the sensation of weight on the bed again. Still not thinking much of it, because it wasn't an obvious cause for concern, I continue trying to fall asleep. Then it happens again and again and again. I wasn't too into the idea of asking if he was okay, as we had a ridiculous argument that night and I was pretty pissed off, so I just ignored it. It sounded like he had got up and was simply pacing around the room clumsily. I could hear things on the shelves being touched and slightly moved, and hands gently brushing against the wall. And then I felt the bed suddenly dip in a concentrated spot of the mattress as though he had stood on it. This carries on for I don't know how long, rustling, pressure on the bed, and so on until I snap. I bolt upright, turn around, and say, what the hell are you doing? To see my partner waking up from a very deep sleep and looking confused. I told him what had happened, and he said he'd been asleep next to me the whole time, which was pretty obvious to see him in this very sleepy state. Plus, he would have had mere seconds to jump into bed without me noticing in the time it took me to sit up and turn around. I somehow fell asleep that night feeling confused and as though eyes were on me. In typical cheesy haunted house fashion, I get a call from my mom in the morning telling me my uncle had died the night before. That's fricked. Ew. Ew. I keep saying ew, but I keep saying like, ew. <laughs> that's my only I keep getting chills and saying ew. Yes. Ew. I don't like that it sounded like he was just like didn't know where he was going or you ew. know what I mean? Like brushing his hands along the wall and touching stuff on the shelf. Terrified. Clumsily walking around in his niece's room. Yeah. Standing on her bed. Yes. Yeah, that the constant I can picture that, like the concentrated yeah. pressure, like just a hand or a foot or something. Like Yeah. I would be terrified to feel that on my bed at night so scared i can't believe she didn't well roll over i guess though when you live with someone and sleep with them every night it's not unusual to hear someone in your room or feel pressure on your bed so i guess Mm -hmm. it isn't that weird that she didn't turn over sooner yeah my sister actually had a night where she felt someone sit on the edge of her bed no she had a feeling i think she described it as she just knew who it was and it was my pop-up she'll have to tell the story on another spooky season episode maybe that's why he visited her and not me because he knew that i would not (laughs) want anyone sitting on the edge of my bed at night oh it's like it's cute but like it's cute please yeah love you Love you right. so much. Please never sit on my bed. Just please don't come to me in the middle of the night. No. Come to me at 12 p.m. <laughs> yep. when the sun is in the sky and yep. I can see everything. It was actually the middle of the afternoon when Trish and I started recording. So before we started recording, I was thinking, it's fine because if we get freaked out, we still have a few hours of daylight for us to recover <laughs> before the nighttime comes in. Wait, that's so true and that's so funny. Imagine we record this at like 10 p.m. and then we get done at 12 a.m. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep. No. 
This happened when I was in ninth grade. I'm living in a big city and I mostly use the subway. I remember that I was on my way to visit my boyfriend and as usual, I used the subway. I had to stay on the subway for about 10 minutes. I was already waiting at the subway station when I noticed a guy that was giving me a very creepy look. He was around my age and a little bit taller than me. His hair was blonde and he had deep brown eyes. I exactly remember what he was wearing. Gray cargos, black hoodie, Nike shoes covered in dirt. When I looked back at him, he didn't do anything. He just stood there and didn't even break eye contact. That was when I started thinking something wasn't right. When I finally got onto the subway, I noticed he followed me. He sat down only two or three seats next to me. He still kept looking at me. It got so awkward. I texted my boyfriend, babe, there's a guy that won't stop watching me things are getting creepy. Since it was very late, my boyfriend texted back that I'm just paranoid and I should calm down. We love a gaslighter. Maybe he was right, I thought. No. (laughs) When he finally looked away, I used the chance to change seats because that was a little weird for me. Finally, I was safe from his weird looks. When I reached the station, still in fear, my boyfriend picked me up. We wanted to go upstairs and walk to his house when I noticed the boy standing in a corner of the station smiling at me with his eyes wide open. I told my boyfriend, there he is. I meant him. And I pointed at him. When my boyfriend asked me, what do you mean? I realized the boy wasn't there anymore. How could he get up the stairs so fast? Was he just an imagination? I never saw him again. I am now out of school, starting my campus life, and I still think about what happened back then. My boyfriend and I, who are still together, decided to not talk about it ever again. I'm studying architecture, and our teacher, who's somehow very spiritual, once told us about ghosts. Since then, I am thinking, imagination or ghost? Was that the first time she ever learned about ghosts? (laughs) (laughs) My college architecture teacher. Since then. (laughs) Imagine seeing someone in a subway staring at you, and then all all of a sudden, and they're smiling the smile no it's just staring no <laughs> the big eyes grinch smile or yeah. something not even what's t- the uh the alice in wonderland cat the cheshire cat yes yes imagine someone that was mm. my first encounter with a creepy smile and i don't know what disney same. was doing with that but <laughs> you were never the same exactly since. that is so scary and yeah. then imagine the guy is there and you're like that's him that's him and then he's gone yeah sure he could have maybe ran up the stairs but you would probably hear it or see him at the top yeah yeah i don't know what i would do if someone just disappeared in front of me like my heart would just drop into my stomach i would definitely second guess everything but she was on the train for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. that's not a short amount of time it sounds short but imagine actually somebody staring at you for 10 minutes straight Mm -hmm. that is way longer than it seems to the point point where it's unlikely I think that she would just be imagining that out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but then again the boyfriend says who what do you mean the boyfriend's been known to gaslight her (laughs) (laughs) I don't see anyone (laughs) maybe what if she was like imagination or ghost or my boyfriend gaslighting me (laughs) literally (laughs) and he was just a normal guy Just a little under a year ago, I saw a man in my apartment. My ex was over and I had went to bed early so that I could go to work the next morning. I woke up to the sound of rustling and saw a man at the end of my bed, frantically rummaging through my things at the end of my bed. I thought it was my ex because in the dark, it looked vaguely like him. Tall, dark hair, same sort of style. I asked him what he was looking for. Still thinking it was my ex, the man froze and looked at me. He was definitely not my ex. There was a moment where we just stared at each other and he looked confused. And then I watched him fade into nothing. I booked it out of my room 
and told my ex who shrugged it off. He tried to say it was just me dreaming, but I know it wasn't. I was able to move and talk. There was no moment where I woke from a dream. As soon as I saw this man disappear, I ran as fast as I could. Why is it always the boyfriend that doesn't believe you? I know. Maybe that's their like coping mechanism and they're like, it's just not real. Maybe. Because if it was real, they would be pooping themselves. Ew. I, I don't know what Ew. I would do. She looked at him and he looked back at her. Yeah. Why is eye contact the worst? I know. Like if they were just there facing the wall, go off, King. <laughs> but if he's looking at me. Do your ghost work. <laughs> as soon as you turn around and look at me. No. I know. It's like you. What is it when like actors address the audience? You're like breaking oh. the fourth wall. Or breaking the fourth wall yeah. with a demon. <laughs> yeah. Not the demon breaking the fourth wall. And the demon's like, oh shit, like actually you can see feeling me? something. Yeah. <laughs> what if the ghost was actually scared of her and the ghost turned and the ghost was <laughs> like, this bitch is staring at me. And then he's just like, pretend like you're not there. And he just Freeze. faded away yeah. into nothing. I'm going to tell myself that's the case yep. to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. The ghost is more scared of you than you are of the ghost. Yep. Just like what people say about bugs and stuff yeah. and mice. <laughs> I was staying in a cabin and woke up in the middle of the night to see a young girl in a prairie dress standing next to my bed, staring at me. I literally slapped my knees and said, nope, and left the room. When I told the owners of the cabin about it the next day, they told me the property used to be a girl's school in the early 1900s. Slap my knees. <laughs> it's, nope. it's also, it's always the girl in the colonial dress mm-hmm. or the prairie dress. Someone said, I wonder if that girl told stories about the man sleeping in her bed who just disappeared because <gasps> the girl do ghosts know that they're ghosts i know and like are they in our time period or in theirs shit so true because yeah. this girl is probably staring at the man and it's in her bed what's worse someone at the foot of your bed or uh, like right next to your bed <laughs> i don't know they're horrible both of them <laughs> i don't know i know <laughs> What do you think? I don't know. It's an important question, though. Because I'm about to say side, but then I picture someone at the foot, and then I'm about to say foot, and I picture... (laughs) Probably just nowhere. Yeah, no thanks. That is... They're both bad. I think next to you is worse, though, because they're closer to your face. Yeah. But the foot of your bed is so ominous. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, what do they have planned? (gasps) But also, on the side of your bed, what do they have planned? Yeah. Wait, it's kind of trippy to think. Picture OP in some of these ghost stories as the ghost. I know. Reverse ghost. It kind of makes me feel better about it, though. Mm-hmm. Because that means that ghosts are... Maybe they actually are scared of us. Yeah, maybe they don't know what they're doing. I'm sure Even some, though they're appearing to us. <laughs> I'm sure some of them don't. Yeah. Actually, I talked to a girl who was a ghost hunter on, like, Travel Channel and all those, like, Animal Planet ghost stories. Mm. She told a story about an investigation that she worked on where there is a little girl ghost stuck in a school or something mm-hmm. and it followed her home there was some sort of idea that it wanted her to be its mom yeah or like she was like looking for her mom or yeah something. she was looking for yeah. her mom so sad because yeah. she's just stuck there yeah that's one of those ones that seems like it's out of a movie and it's just unbelievable but i kind of believe it right so weird my mom came into my room late one night when i was eight to inform me that my grandmother had just died in my dad's arms in hospice 
this. I didn't tell my mom that I already knew because I'd woken up seconds before and saw my grandmother standing over my bed before she waved goodbye and then she was gone. Oh, I got chills with that one. But okay, horrifying. Yeah. Also wholesome. Yeah. Because at least you know that she's okay. Yeah. She waved goodbye. Maybe she's not stuck. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. The goodbyes. Two wholesome ones to end on to make us happy. And then the scary one. Oh, shit, the scary one. Should we do it now? Okay, let's do the scary one. I hope you think this is also scary and the listeners think this is scary because this just, this got me on another level. Okay. I'm nervous. Not my experience, but one from someone I trust. Let's call him Peter. For some background, Peter lived with his parents and his home was in a pretty secluded but nearish to the suburbs area at the time and his mom was home with him. She was in the shower at the time of this occurrence. So the story goes that he was sitting in his room with the window open doing his regular relaxing thing when from outside the house he heard his mom call asking where he put the shirt he had borrowed from her. He didn't borrow such a shirt and he replied by saying such. He thought it was weird that his mother was outside asking about a shirt but he wrote it off. He looked out his window and couldn't see his mother anywhere, so he got up and out of his room, realizing that the water was still running in his parents' shower. Weirded out, he went downstairs and called out for his mom, and her voice answered from behind the shut, locked front door. He says that her voice was very sweet and tender, using a tone that she would have used when he was little, and she asked him, Peter, please let me in. And then he says he heard the water shut off from the shower. He then heard sounds of claws rolling down the front door, and he heard the voice of his mother from behind the front door again asking to be let in, followed immediately by a Peter, I love you, with the sounds of claws still being heard. He very quickly backed away from the door and went upstairs to retrieve his revolver, but as soon as he came back downstairs, the voice and the rolling claws were gone. No trace, no nothing of who or what it could have possibly been. There is something about hearing the voice of a loved one. Yeah. And you know it's not them. Mm -hmm. Not that it's ever happened to me, thank God. Could you imagine your mom is in the shower and then from the front door in a very sweet voice that isn't her typical everyday voice of how she would speak to an adult saying, Peter, please let me in. Yeah. Trisha, please let me in. Trisha, I love you. Also, like, I don't like that whatever it was was outside of his window for a little bit too. (gasps) I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Talking to him. Like so bad. <laughs> I forgot it was in the backyard. Like talking about like casual stuff like a shirt. Ugh. Talking uh, about, hey Peter, can I borrow that shirt that you lent me? Mom, I didn't lend you a shirt. I don't like it. Ew. I have chills still. Because it like asked about a shirt and made the mistake of like, you know, like Peter never like borrowed a shirt from his mom or whatever. So it like made a mistake. So I'm like, okay, is this like a demon that like kind of knows a lot or is this like a weird person or something? (laughs) I'm making it worse, but. (laughs) I think it's terrible. Both. Yeah. Both would be terrible because, ew, because what if it was a person that was stalking him and was just pretending to be his mom? Like. Front door. That's Um, why I think it has to be a demon because claws rolling on the door and it had the exact voice of his mom. Ew, but it couldn't have gone past the door. That's true. Yeah. He had to let it in. It was asking Mm, to be let in. Ew, I think that's a thing in demon culture or whatever. Yeah, that doesn't sound far off that like... Yeah, where they have to be let in. Yes. And I think that's why Ouija boards are so dangerous because you're inviting it 
it in unless you give it your energy sometimes it doesn't have enough energy to contact you I guess oh interesting I could be wrong on that but it kind of makes sense or maybe it just allows the ghost's energy to flow more easily if you invite it in a welcoming space which Mm -hmm. in theory a Ouija board would be so if he opened his front door he's inviting it in Mm -hmm. ew I can't believe it was calling to him from his window and then it was at a different spot the front door that's like I feel like there were these like oh like two sentence horror stories yes do you know which one I'm talking about kind of where it's like you hear your mother's voice calling you from downstairs and on your way downstairs You hear her call from her bedroom and say, don't go. I heard it too. Ah! (laughs) Which one do you believe? (laughs) No, Drew, because ew, which one's the real one? I actually, my hair is sticking straight up on my (laughs) arms right now. Wait, there was another one I was going to bring up. This, (laughs) I bring up TikTok too much, but this was like a TikTok I saw. This girl was just telling this scary story like she had no connection to it or anything. She's like, this guy was like staying at his grandma's house, watching the house overnight while she was away. And he, in the middle of the night, hears hello there's someone at the front door but they're not knocking they're just saying hello and he looks out a window where you can like see the front door but you're not at the front door and the, it was like an old woman just like staring at the window where he was looking out <laughs> so she knew i'm actually gonna cry i feel tears in my eyes the woman was looking at yes the that's the that's the worst that's like the most sickening part i thought i could handle this spooky season mm-hmm. shit what i like suppress all of it i try and forget about all these stories so much and then when i like talk about them like they all come yeah. back yeah and i'm like i have to share all of them horrifying yeah i know i think about that all the time each individual element of the story that you just told inherently by itself is terrifying first of all staying in a grandma's house could anything be worse (laughs) not for me (laughs) you're staying in a house alone or with your grandma whatever actually doesn't even matter how many people are in the house you could your whole family could be home imagine a woman outside your front door not knocking in the middle of the night just saying hello Mm -hmm. hello you go to the side window to check it out and she's already staring at you yep. what happened next or is that it was it? just it was like the rest was stupid but it was like um like called his grandma and she was like oh no like she's at the house now as if his grandma had like encountered this woman before but never at her house <gasps> i think this is like a folk tale like i don't think this okay is real, but it's a it's a urban legend yes yes i forget what it was what happened after that let's do an urban legend episode yes Aaron would be down maybe the three of us can do it yeah scary yeah oh my gosh I love urban legends I know they're my favorite Mm -hmm. should we do some wholesome ones yeah to end on I have two (laughs) we need that wholesome ones who knows if these are even gonna be wholesome my dad died when I was 13 I'm like wholesome (laughs) my dad died when I was 13 I remember he used to wear this cologne that was just his I never met anyone else who had it I smelled it twice after After he passed, both times I was home alone. It was a quick inhale on both occasions, but I know it was him. I also used to hear footsteps going down the stairs of my old home on some early Saturday mornings, thinking it was my mom, but when I would get up to use the bathroom, I would see that she was still in bed. My mom said my dad would come home to her bed and would leave in the morning, so maybe that's something. Aww. 
Wait, I wonder if that's why the mom stayed in the bed that long. Oh, that's Fuck. really sad. I'm gonna Aww. cry again. My dad, I hadn't spoken to him in years, appeared in my dream and seemed to show me that I would marry my then boyfriend and said goodbye. He died that night and I didn't find out until the next morning. The first thing I said was, I saw him last night. I did marry my now husband and we have two kids. And it's been eight years since my dad died. That's sad. (laughs) It's sad but wholesome. Yeah. It's like your dad was giving you the blessing. Right. His blessing. Right. That's really cute. That was all the ones I had. That was lovely. That was a happy one to end on, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that goddamn demon. I know. At the front door. (laughs) Yes. Scary. As if it's like not scary to answer your front door for like a salesman right now. That is so true. Now it's like even worse. That is so true. I am going to do another spooky season episode where it's scary stories, but they're not paranormal. Okay. Because those are the ones that get me the most. I remember you said that once, that, like, ghost things... Yeah. ...aren't as scary as, like, real people doing stuff. I feel that, especially about movies, because I can convince myself that ghosts aren't real. Mm -hmm. I can just tell myself that, like I was saying earlier, it was a false memory or the person just imagined it. Yeah. But I will admit, though, there are some paranormal experiences that I feel like can't be explained and those are the things that push me to believe it but it's almost like when I don't think about paranormal stories for a while my mind kind of resets to not believing them Mm-hmm. And then when I hear about them and I hear these crazy things that can't be explained, I'm like, oh, maybe I do believe that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I have to be reminded in order to believe them. And I have to keep being presented with new ones yeah. in order to believe it. So I think that's why real situations and real... I think a human is so scary. What do you think would be scarier in the middle of your room at night to see a ghost and you knew it was a ghost mm-hmm. or to see a person? My first reaction was a ghost. I don't believe in ghosts. Right. Because I'm like, oh, I just can convince myself it's not real. It's like, of course, just show me a ghost and I'll just walk through it. But then I was presented with the idea that if you actually saw a ghost in your room, that means that ghosts are real. Which is so scary. And then I have to believe all this shit. Yes, that's true. And it's not like they can't touch you. Based on, like, certain stories that I've heard before, you know, it's like they can cause, like, physical, yeah. like, changes Yeah, and people stuff. get yeah. cold or they feel mm-hmm. the hand on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now I'm like, maybe a human, because you could fight them off. You know how to fight a human off, but yeah. do you know how to fight off a ghost? I don't know. Yeah. I've also heard stories of people that experience figures or ghosts in their house. They just say out loud to the ghost, I'm not going to hurt you. Let's just coexist. And then they no longer experience it. So interesting. Mm. So I feel like if I were to ever buy a new... Actually, I just bought a new house and I did not do this. (laughs) I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say if I ever bought a house, the first thing I would do is like sage it and walk around and say if there's any ghosts in here. But I did just buy a house (laughs) a few months ago and I did none of those things. And I've never felt the presence of a ghost in that house. Well, then you might be good. Yeah. (laughs) Good to go. (laughs) If I ever buy an old weird house, yes, then maybe. Definitely. The house I bought is not that old. Yeah. Thankfully. And it's not on any ancient burial grounds that I know of. Any final thoughts? No. I'm just happy it's spooky season. Me too. My favorite season. It's so exciting. Yeah. This is making me feel some type of way for sure. I think I have to go watch something happy 
Yes. But I'm also in the mood to watch something spooky, Mm -hmm. but I think it would just mess with me a bit more. Yeah. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I think I do need to go watch something happy because I'm about to work three shifts in a row, and when I get up in the morning, it's still dark outside, (gasps) and I just hate walking to my car. It's literally in my driveway, (laughs) but I don't know. I just, like, it's dark, and I just hate it. I'm all alone. It's like everyone's still asleep. Yeah. That's when I get, like, the most creeped out. Yeah. I have to do it three times. <laughs> so I need to go watch something happy. I hope that I don't think about any of this stuff when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you like these spooky season episodes. Hopefully you weren't too scared like me. <laughs> I was on the verge of tears. Yep. I'll keep it short and sweet. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And please like it and share it. And please share it with your friends, family. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe and rate us five stars if you liked it. We love an <laughs> outro. Okay. Happy spooky season. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. That was good. That was good.